Masechet Pesachim has been dedicated by Mr. Ike J. Shechebar in honor of his grandparents, Mr. Ike and Jeanette Bibi. We bless Mr. Ike Shechebar, who's been a sponsor of the Dafyomi for many uh, days. They should continue to enjoy success, health, and happiness. May his grandparents also enjoy much nachat from him as well as all their grandchildren, and may they only share in Simachot for the entire family. Amen. Daf Sadi Gimal. Today's daf has been dedicated by Mr. Morris Misri and Sons in memory of Yosef Ben Arlin. Shneftar bekitzuri amin veshanim. Ruach Hashem tanihenu began Eden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied by Anun Shmat Hacham Baruch Rafael Ben Miriam. And Abraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihem began Aiden Amen. We begin on Tzaddi Bet Amud Sheni, two lines from the bottom. Just to review, in our last daf, we discussed a mahlokit between Rav Nachman and Rav Sheshat regarding somebody that was Bederech Rechoka. That means somebody that was far away from Yerushalayim on the 14th, and therefore was unable to reach Yerushalayim in time for the Qurban Pesach. So the mahluk it was, according to Rav Nachman, he said, that even though he is not there for the time of the Shekhita and the Zerika, he can have others slaughter for him and sprinkle the blood, and he will uh, meet them at the time of, let's say, the eating. Whereas according to Rav Sheshat, Rav Sheshat, no. That if somebody is Bedirik Lechoka, he cannot send a Shaliyah for him to bring the Qurban. Now the Gemara is going to prove what is the source of Rav Sheshat. So, Amar Rav Sheshat, Mina Aminala. Where do I know this from? The Tanya, we have a Braita. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Rabbi Akiva says, Neemar Tameh, In the Pasuk, it talks about two people that could not bring the Qur'an Pesach. Somebody that was Tameh, meaning ritually impure, and somebody that was Bederech Rechoka, somebody that was far away. It puts them together. It juxtaposes Tameh with Derech Rechoka. Same group. So Rabbi Akiva says, Ma Tameh. Just like by the case of the Tameh. Meaning, he wants to, or he has the ability to bring, meaning, he is in Yerushalayim, yeah. he's within the wall, technically, he can bring, if he wants, the Enosin. But he can't, why? Because the Torah says, you have to ma. But from a standpoint of himself, he's ready to bring. Which means he has the ability from his own standpoint, he's in Yerushalayim, he wants to bring. But what the Torah says, you're Tameh. So too, in the case of Derek Lechoka, he also has the ability to bring how? Through a Shaliyah. But he cannot bring. So therefore again, the Gemara, according to Rabbi Akiva, is comparing the case of Tameh to Derek Lechoka. Now, from the standpoint of the person that's Tameh, if you ask him, he's ready to bring. He's there in Yerushalayim, he's ready to bring the Qurban. But what? The Torah says, I'm sorry, you're Tameh, you can't bring. Oh, so too is the case of the Derek Lechoka. From his standpoint, he says, even though I'm far away, I'm ready to bring. I'll send my Shaliyah. And still we're going to tell him, you can't do it. So therefore, Rabbi Nachman brings his source from the Tameh next to Derek Lechoka. So comes Gebran and says, Rabbi Nachman, how is Rabbi Nachman going to answer this? Rabbi Nachman argues. Rabbi Nachman says that somebody with Derech can send a Shaliyah. But Rabbi Nachman, Amar Lecha, Rabbi Akiva, the Ta'ameh. Yeah, Rabbi Akiva is going according to his reasoning. The Kasavar in Shohatin Vizorkin Al Tameh Sheretz. Let's review. Rabbi Akiva's opinion, as we learned, he holds that what? That you cannot shohet for somebody that is tamesheres, even though technically by nightfall he will be able to uh, eat the Qur'an Pesach. Still, Rabbi Akiva's opinion is you cannot uh, bring the Qur'an for a tamesheres. Now, let's read Rashi to understand what this has to do with the Mahlokim. 
Fourth line in Nashi. Rabbi Akiva, Sabar, and Shokatim, Vizurkinat, and Meshcheret. Ba'afagab, the Hazir Urta, even though he's going to be uh, worthy in the evening, Be'ai Sipek the Ka'amar, that which Rabbi Akiva said, Haki Ka'amar, Ma'atameh, Shisipek Biyadola Asot, the Hazir Mikhail Urta, meaning the case of Tameh was like this, just like a Tameh. Technically, by evening, he will be worthy. For example, in the case of Tameshiris. And still, what's the deen? So, therefore, yeah, according to the Akiva, we understand the logic that just like a Tameshiris, that we cannot bring the Quran Pesach for him on Arab Pesach. Why? Even though he's going to be worthy to eat that night, doesn't matter. Yes, according to that logic, he'll say the same thing with the Derech Rechukah. However, Rabbi says, I hold that a Tamesh you can slaughter for him during Eid Pesach because he'll be worthy at night. So for the same logic, somebody with Derech Rechukah can also have it sent. Since he'll be there by night, to eat the Quran Pesach. So therefore, what Rabbi is telling Shishat, don't bring me a proof from Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva is going according, according to his opinion. Rabbi Akiva's opinion is that what a Tamesh Cannot bring you, cannot bring you Quran Pesach for him. Which means, even though technically, like the Gabbara says, he will be worthy for the Quran when the evening comes, but still, Akiva says it doesn't matter. Okay, so according to Akiva as well, somebody is Bedelik Rahokah, even though technically he can't bring the Quran in this Shaliyah, it's not going to work. But Allah says that doesn't have any bearings on me. I don't hold like that. I hold like the opinion that says, what a Tabesh Shedit, you can bring for him. And what? He'll be worthy at night. Same thing with a. That you'll bring for him now through the Shaliyah and he'll be worthy to eat it by night. So comes the Gemara and says, Ve'anas Fidanim, Zabin Ahmad talking, so I hold, Keman de Amar, Shohatin Vezorkin, Al Tamesheres, that indeed you can slaughter for Tamesheres, therefore you can as well send a Shaliyah for the somebody that was Bederech Rehoka. Tanur Abbanam. We have a blighter. The following people qualify to bring Pesach Sheni. Hazavin, that's somebody, that's a male that had a, an emission come from his body that renders him Tamim. Bazavot, that's a female that had the same Tumah. Hamtsurain, that's a male leper. Vamtsuraot, that's a female leper. Vinidot, that's a lady that became Nida. And those that cohabitate with the Nida, the law is that somebody that cohabitates with the Nida also becomes Tameh himself. A lady that gave birth. Somebody that unintentionally missed Pesach Rishon. Or somebody because of circumstances beyond his capability missed it. And for that matter, people that were intentionally that missed Pesach Rishon. And somebody that was Tameh, for example, Tameh Met, that came in contact with uh, Corpse Tumah. And for that matter, somebody that was far away. So therefore the Gemara is basically giving you all the people that qualify for Pesach Sheni. They couldn't bring on Pesach Rishon, most of these people, because they were Tame'in. Whether it was because of Zavut, or Mitzorat, or Tamimit. And you also have the case of Derech Rehoka as well. So comes the Gemara and says, Imken, Lama Ne'emar Tame'in. So the question of the Gebarah is, why then does it say Tameh? Which means, you have other cases that also can bring Pesach Sheni. So why in the Pasuk that talks about Pesach Sheni, it mentions specifically Tameh? You have Shogigin, you have Anusin, you have other cases. Why did the Torah specifically say the case of Tameh? So the Gebarah says, Lama Neymar? Is that a question? Why does it say the word Tameh in the Pasuk? You know what the Hidush is? The Hidush is like this. That a Tameh fellow, even if he wants to bring it, 
on Pesach Rishon through others, we don't allow it. So the Torah is coming to say, you have no choice but to bring it Pesach Shini. Because if I didn't have that written in the Pasuk, I might have argued. I might have said, well, let the Tameh guy, he himself can go, let him dispatch somebody to bring it. The Pasuk says, no, somebody that's Tameh must bring it only on Pesach Shini. So that's why it says Tameh. Good. Oh, so now we want to know why does the Torah specifically give the example of Derech Rehoka? According to this opinion, we're assuming if the Gemara is asking this question, the Gemara is not going to answer that to teach me that he can't dispatch anybody. Just like it answered by Tameh, he can answer the same thing by Derech Rehoka to teach me that if someone has Derech Rehoka, cannot send anybody, but it doesn't say that. That's mashma that what? That really he can dispatch somebody. Oh, so if he can dispatch somebody, so then what's the reason why you specifically told me Derek as opposed to all the other uh, people that are exempt from Pesach? It should have been Pesach Shini. It's coming to tell me that somebody that was Bederek Lehoka. If he doesn't bring it on Pesach Rishon, he's going to be exempt from the punishment of Karet. Uchman de Amar Hurza. And this is going according to the opinion that says that if he brings it on Yedesh Shaliyah, it is accepted. So therefore, that's not what the Hadush of the Pasuk is. The Hadush of the Pasuk is that if he doesn't bring it because he was Bederek Nahuka, he's not subject to Karet. Let's read Rashi inside. If you're going to tell me it's coming to teach me that if he wants to bring it, he can't, that's not so. I'm sorry, I read again. If it's coming to tell me that if he himself wants to bring it, he can't, well, of course not. Of course he can't bring it himself, he's far away. Maybe it's coming to tell me, Maybe it's coming to tell me that you cannot send the Pesach, like Rav Sheshat says. No. This Tana of the bright house like Rav Nachman, the Amar Hurza. That he also what you can send it and it will be accepted. If it was going like Nafshashat, we know what the Pasuk has to say, Derek Lahoka. Derek Hoka is teaching me that not only he can't bring it, it's obvious he can't bring it, because he's been Derek Hoka, but he can't even have it sent. But the Blighter doesn't say that. The Blighter says the reason why it has to tell me Derek Lahoka is to teach me that somebody that was Bedirik is not going to be subject to Karif. So this is a Blighter to support the opinion of Rav Nachman. Comes the Gemara and says, Isha Basheni Mi Mehaiba. One of the things we said in this Braita was if you have, let's say, a lady that was an Ida, she couldn't bring on Pesach Rishon, so she qualifies as a candidate for Pesach Sheni. So the Gemara asks, Isha Basheni Mi Mehaiba. Is a lady obligated in Pesach Sheni? Ve'atanya, we learned in the Braita, Yachol lo yihu osin tasheni, ela tame nefesh, v'shaya b'derech nechoka. I would have thought if I just read the Pasuk, it only gives me two people that qualify for Pesach Sheni. Tame nefesh, aderech nechoka. Zavin, that's men. Umtsura'in, men that are lepers. Umbo'alin dot, men that cohabitate with nida. Minayin, how do you know they also qualify? Tamudomar, ish, ish. The fact that it says ish ish kiyetame, the double ish ish teaches me that there's more people that qualify as well, but only men. So how could you tell me that if a lady was in Ida, she qualifies? So this brightness, mashma, only men qualify. The Gemara says, like a shah, no question. If you remember on the previous Dapim, we learned the three way mahloket between Rabbi Yoseh. Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon regarding the status of a lady and her obligation to Gabbe Pesach Sheni. According to Rabbi Yoseh, Rabbi Yoseh's opinion was that a lady is not obligated in Pesach Rishon nor Pesach Sheni. So that Braita that said that only the men are obligated is going like Rabbi Yoseh. 
Whereas Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon, their opinion uh, was that the ladies can bring on Pesach Sheni, either uh, mandatory according to Rabbi Yehuda, or voluntarily according to Rabbi Shimon. So therefore the Kabbalah says, we have a look at the name of the subject. So therefore, the Blaita that says they don't bring it all, that's going like Rabbi Yosef. And the opinion that said they do bring, that can either be going like Rabbi uh, Yehuda or Rabbi Shimon. Now the Gemara brings a Braita. Tanu Rabbanan. Hayav karet ala rishon ve hayav karet ala sheni. Devre Rabbi. First opinion, Rabbi's opinion, Rabbi Uda Nasi. He says there's a karet punishment for Pesach Rishon and there's a karet punishment for Pesach Sheni. Now, this cannot mean that if a person intentionally doesn't bring on Pesach Rishon and intentionally doesn't bring on Pesach Sheni, that he's going to get two karets. He can't get two karets. Karet, for example, is somebody will die less than 60. A person can't die less than 60 twice. So what does Rabbi mean when he says that Yahayaf karet on Pesach Rishon and Yahayaf karet on Pesach Sheni? What does this mean? So let's read Rashi. That she says, Hayav karet al dishon, the Hayav karet al sheni. Hayuf karet yesh al zev al zev. Ubehad gavra lo mashkahate. You cannot find two karets in one person. Detre katane behad gavra deka. You can't kill a person twice. The im the anyan, the im shagag bishneem, yit hayev shtehataot. So maybe it means if, let's say, he was unintentional. Let's say by mistake, unintentionally, he didn't bring up Pesach Rishon, and unintentionally, he didn't bring up Pesach Sheni, and the Hadush is that he's telling me you have to bring two Korban Hatats, because normally when you transgress a Torah commandment, Bishogeg, you bring a Korban Hatat, so maybe that's what it means. Because normally the law is like this on what type of um, mitzvot do you bring a Korban Hatat if you transgress Bishogeg? Only a type of mitzvah that is punishable by karet if you did it b'mezid. The law is like this. If you did something b'mezid, you hayav karet. B'shogeg would be hayav korban hatat. As a simple example, Shabbat. Shabbat, if a person transgresses Shabbat b'mezid, and there was no witnesses, he gets karet. So what's the deen if he transgressed Shabbat b'shogeg? You bring a korban hatat. Also, maybe that's what it's telling me. Since Pesach, we know, is punishable by karet, maybe the hadush of Rabbi is that if you didn't bring up Pesach, Ishon Bishogeg, and you didn't bring up Pesach, Sheni Bishogeg, so you hayav to korban hataot. That can't be. Why? Because we have another rule. You only bring korban hatat on a lot ta'aseh, on a negative commandment. But you don't bring a Qurban Hatad by transgressing a positive commandment. Here, by Qurban Pesach, it's a positive commandment. Bring the Qurban Pesach. And therefore, even though it does have a punishment of karet attached to it, but there would not be a Qurban Hatad if somebody transgressed. It should be pointed out there are only two positive commandments in the Torah that have a karet punishment. Qurban Pesach and Brit Milah. So therefore, the statement of Rabbi makes no sense. Does it mean the person is going to get two karets? <coughs> Impossible. Does it mean he's going to have to bring two Qurban Hatat if he didn't bring Shogeg? Impossible. There's no Qurban Hatat on a mitzvah. So what does Rabbi mean? So Rashi tells us, and towards the end of that, Rashi, in Anaf Kamina, Tim Shagag Be'ehad Mehen, Ve'ezid Bahabero Hayab. Meaning like this, let's say the fellow on Pesach Rishon was Bishogeg, he didn't bring it Bishogeg. But when it came to Pesach Sheni, he was Mezid. Because Pesach Sheni, according to the B, also carries a Karet. Or the opposite case. Let's say on Pesach Rishon, he was a Mezid. And when it came to Pesach Sheni, he was Bishogeg. He gets Karet. Because Pesach Rishon also carries a, uh, a karet. That would be one uh, manifestation of Rabbi's case. That she gives a second example. Let's say you have a convert that converted between the two Pesachim. So Pesach Rishon didn't have an obligation. He wasn't Jewish. 
In between Pesach Yishon and Pesach Shani, he converted. Now on Pesach Shani, on purpose, he didn't bring. According to the B, Pesach Shani is its own obligation. And therefore the gate will be Hayat Karet, because he didn't bring on Pesach Shani. So basically, if you want to understand the B's opinion, he looks at Pesach Yishon and Pesach Shani as two separate Mu'adim. And therefore, if you're Mezid on either one of them, you're going to be Hayat Karet. Now it should be pointed out just to make things easy. Obviously, in all these opinions that we're going to read, you can only get karet if you're mezid. You're never going to get a karet on a shogay. So therefore, according to the B, just to crystallize, if you're mezid in either of the Pesachim, either Pesach Ishon or Pesach Sheni, you're going to get a karet. That's the first opinion. Now we go to the second opinion. Rabbi Natan Omer, Rabbi Natan says, Chayav karet ala rishon upatur ala sheni. Rabbi Natan says, you only chayav karet for being mezid on Pesach rishon, but you're not chayav for Pesach sheni. What's the logic? The Gebara will explain. But let's just read Rashi. Upatur ala sheni vim shagag barishon vezid besheni patur. Meaning, according to the Binatan, let's say a fellow, on the first Pesach was Bishogig. So therefore, came the second Pesach. Second Pesach, he was Bemezid. No karet. Because you can only get karet, according to the Binatan, for being Mezid on Pesach, Rishon, Davka. Third opinion. The B. Hananya ben Akabya Omer, Af ala Rishon eno hayav karet. He comes along and says, even on the first Pesach that you didn't bring Bemezid, that's pending. You only will get Karet for the first one if you didn't bring the second Pesach, Bemezid as well. So according to Rabbi Hananyab and Akabiyah, the only way to get a Karet is you have to be Bemezid on both. Right, you have to be a Mezid on both Pesach Rishon and Pesach Shedim. Now, let's read uh, Rashi. Let's read Rashi. Af al Harishon. That's the opinion of Rabbi Hananya ben Akabiyah. In Mezid, eno hayaf karet. Koint Rabbi Hananya, if you are Mezid on Pesach Rishon, you don't get karet yet. Ad shi yazid af besheni. Until you also a Mezid on Pesach Shedim. According to Rabbi Hananya, you brought the first, you didn't bring the first one, you were Mezid. When it came to the second Pesach, you were Shogeg. There is no no Karet. Why? Because he understands that Pesach Sheni is a uh, a tikkun for Pesach Rishon. Meaning, if you didn't bring it on the Rishon, it's a makeup. You can rectify what you didn't do on Pesach Rishon. Therefore, according to Rav Haranya, if you were Shavig on any of them, you're Patur. Let's speak it out. If you're Shavig on Pesach Rishon, okay. So, therefore, obviously, there's no Karet on that. And Pesach Shani is only a makeup for the Rishon. And since the Rishon you were Shogeg, there is no Karet. If you were Mezid on the Rishon and you were Shogeg on the Sheni, well, since when it came to the makeup, you're only a Shogeg, so they can't obligate you for the Rishon. Therefore, you're Patur from Karet, like you said. You can only be Hayat according to the Hananya if you were Mezid on both. And now the Gemara is going to explain. These three opinions, they are the B. They are following their reasonings. The Tanya, we have a Braita. That's the case we discussed, the convert that converted between the two Pesachim. Or let's say a minor became of age, became a Gadol in between the two Pesachim. Chayav la'asot Pesach Sheni Devered Rabbi Rabbi says he's obligated to bring Pesach Sheni Because Rabbi looks at Pesach Sheni as a separate Mo'ed It's a separate holiday It's got nothing to do with Pesach Rishon And therefore he's a Gadol now I don't care if you aren't around for Pesach Rishon You're around now for Pesach Sheni You have to bring it And therefore he holds If he was a Mezid on Pesach Sheni He would get Karet as well 
רבי נתן אומר, כל שזקוק לראשון, זקוק לשני. anybody that was obligated on פסח ראשון, is obligated in פסח שני. כל שאין זקוק לראשון, אין זקוק לשני. But somebody that was not obligated on the ראשון, for example, like the גר או הקטן, he's not obligated on the שני. Therefore, according to the בנתן, even if he's a מזיד, on פסח שני, no problem, because you didn't have an obligation from פסח ראשון. So comes Gibran says, במאי כמפלגה, what is the root of the מחלוק between the בי and the בנתן? רבי סבר שני רגל בפני עצמו. רבי אולט, פסח שני זה חלודי, על עצום, זה רגל בפני עצמו. And therefore, uh, one is going to be obligated to bring it even if he was not obligated on פסח ראשון. I'll get carried if he doesn't do it, במזיד. רבי נתן סבר, רבי נתן זה נאו. שני תשלומין דראשונו. Which means the sheni, the pesach sheni, according to the binatan, is only a makeup to rectify what he didn't do on pesach rishon. Tikunel rishon lo matkinle. But if he does not have to, if he's not hayab on the rishon, like in the case of the ger or the case of the katan, there's nothing to rectify. So therefore, in that case over there, he would not be hayab. If even if he was a mezid on the pesach sheni, he would not be hayab. That is the opinion of Rabbi Natan. Let's read Rashi. Tashlumin de rishon. Somebody that was not worthy on the Pesach Rishon, However, this Pesach Shini does rectify the Karet, meaning, ah, Which means like this, Rabbi Natan's opinion needs to be clarified. While if somebody wasn't obligated on the Rishon and he didn't bring Pesach Sheni B'Mezid, there's no Karet. Because the Sheni only rectifies the Rishon. However, if somebody did not bring a coin to the Binatan, the first Pesach Rishon B'Mezid, so that she says, Imezid B'Rishon lo metkenle. It's not going to fix it. interesting He says, even if a person brings on the Shini, if he brought the first Pesach, if he didn't bring obviously the first Pesach Ben Mezid, he's still going to be Hayav Karet. Which means, according to Rabbi Natan, let's say it clearer, the only time you can get Karet, is Hezid Berishon which is once a person's Hezid Berishon automatically according to the Binatan you get a Karet now even though the second one he holds you get a uh, Tikkun meaning you could rectify but that's only because uh, he, they give you a, a, an allowance to bring the Pesach Shani but if he was uh, brought it uh, he, the, 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 he forgot let's say Bishogeg doesn't matter he didn't bring Pesach Shani Bishogeg doesn't matter since the first Pesach was Bemezid you're going to be Hayab it doesn't matter once the first Pesach is Bemezid according to Rabbi Natan, there is going to be a karet. Now, of course, if a person brought Pesach Shini, still, according to Rabbi Natan, there is a karet. That's what she says. Let's read that inside again. Let's read that inside again. That needs to be explained again. We read this Rashi inside Tashlumin Berishon. Uman de lo ichzi Berishon. Somebody that's not la'uif Berishon. Lo mechayev ha-Shini. Good, he's not hayab on the Shini. Umiyu. That's what she's telling you. That if somebody was mezid on the Rishon, the second Pesach is not going to rectify it. Even if he brought the Shini. All that Binatan is telling you, let's say it was the opposite. Let's say it was a Shogek on the Rishon and a Mezid on the Sheni, he'll be Patur. 
You can only be a mezid according to the biratam on the rishon. But once you're a mezid on the rishon, it's finished. There is no way to fix it. Even if you brought the sheni, you're still going to be hayat on the rishon. Comes the Gemara and says, the Rabbi Hananya bin Akavya Sabah, the Hananya bin Akavya says, sheni takantad rishon. He says, no. this Korban Pesach sheni fixes the first one. And therefore, you can only be Hayav Karet if you were Mizir on both. So let's review the three she taught quickly. Rabbi says to be Hayav Karet, you can be Hayav Karet either or. Either you're Mizir on the Rishon or Mizir on the Shani. Rabbi Hananyab Rabbi Natan holds, you can only be Hayav Karet if you were Mizir on the Rishon, not on the Shani. According to Rabbi Hananyab and Akabiyah, you can only be Hayav Karet if you were Mizir on both. And what's the logic? Rabbi holds Pesach Rishon is a holiday on its own and Pesach is a holiday on its own. And then if you mezir on either one, there's a karet. Rabbi uh, Natan, he holds that, of course, Pesach Rishon is the Rikar and Pesach Shini is a makeup. It's not a regular with Nasmo. But if you're a mezir on the Pesach Rishon, the Pesach Shini cannot undo the karet. Whereas, according to Rabbi uh, Hananya, he says no. The Pesach Rishon is, of course, the Rikar. The Pesach Sheni makes it up. And therefore, if you brought Pesach Sheni, no karet. If you by mistake didn't bring it, no karet. Only in the case where you're Mezid on both, now the Pesach Sheni incriminates what you didn't do on Pesach Rishon. Now the Gemara says, where, where's the source in the Torah for these opinions? Ushloshtan, All three opinions basically learn it from the same Pasuk. How? Pasuk says, asher hu tahor. The fellow was tahor, he was pure. And he was not far away, he was able to bring the Quran. Rabbi Sabar, Rabbi says, la'asot and still it says the Pasuk that the guy refrained from bringing the Pesach. He had no excuse. He was Tahor. He was in town. But still the Hadal asked the Pesach. What does the Pasuk say? Venechreta. He's going to get Karet. Why? Because he didn't bring it on Pesach Rishon. Now, Iname or Korban Hashem lo hekriv b'mu'ado. Now let me give you the Pasuk outside. The Pasuk says, uh, I'll quote you the whole Pasuk so you get to appreciate it. I have it here. Ve'aish asher utahor, u'bederich lo'aya, v'hadar la'asot ha'pesa, v'nechleta nefeshe ma'amiya, ki korban Hashem lo hikri b'mu'ado, hito yisa, ha'ishahu. Now, how do you learn that end of the Pasuk? Ki korban Hashem lo hikri. Rabbi learns that this word ki, is interpreted as if. And it's introducing a new case. The first part of the Pasuk is saying, he didn't bring Pesach Rishon, Hayav Karet. Period. Now, key, if he did not bring the Pesach Bemu'ado in its time, meaning on Pesach Sheni, he's going to carry his sin. Now, how do we know that that sin is a karet? It doesn't say on that side of the Pasuk, karet. So let's read that inside. Iname korban Hashem lo ikli bemu'ado basheni. Ubemai heto yisa karetu. Well, how do you know that when it says heto yisa, it's referring to karet? So the Torah says like this. Let me give you an introduction. There's a Pasuk in the Torah that talks about a megadif. What is a megadif? There's actually a mahlokit what a megadif is. Some say a megadif is somebody that blasphemes God. That's somebody that Hasbashram curses Hashem. The Gemara doesn't usually say uh, that explicitly. It usually calls the megadif mevarechet Hashem. It says it in a euphemistic way. It doesn't want to say it explicitly because it's so severe. There's another opinion that says, no, the Megadif is not somebody that uh, it's somebody that praises an Abu Dazara. That's also a form of Giduf. Verbally or orally giving praise to Abu Dazara. Now, 
by the Mikateth, whatever you can explain it, it clearly says that the punishment of Giduf is Karet. That's clear. Now, if you learn that Giduf is Birkat Hashem, we have another Pasuk in the Torah that says, now, Yikalel Elohav. Good. What is Yikalel? That's a Vigadeth. What is the punishment of Vigadeth? Karet. Good. So, therefore, when it says by the Pasuk, that's talking about Karet. Oh, once you tell me by Mikalel, it says the word. And by Qurban Pesach it says Avono Yisa Right? The Pasuk by Qurban Pesach says We make a Gezira Shara And I say just like that Pasuk of the Mekalim Which is a Mekalim which gets Karet And it says the words uh, So by Qurban Pesach where it says Hato Yisa is also Karet Therefore, the pasuk is, is read like this by Quran Pesach. If a person was tahor, or a person was in town, velo asayet the Pesach, and he didn't do the Pesach, velichreta. Period. Key. If Korban Hashem, if he did not bring the Korban Hashem, bemohadom meaning at Pesach sheni, cheto yisa. What's cheto yisa? The same cheto yisa that's written by a mekaler. What is a mekaler? Mekaler is a mekadef. What's a mekadef? Karet. So that's the way Rabbi learns the pasuk. That's what he does inside. Kasavar mekadef. I know bevarich Hashem. Uchtib bevarich Hashem. Venasah cheto. Vegamar hay cheto dehaka mecheto dehatam. I learn. I get zera shava. Cheto cheto by mekaler to pesach. Ma dehalan karet. So that's the derash according to Rabbi. The Rabbi Natan Savar. Rabbi Natan is a different derash. He says like this: Vechadal laasot haPesach veNichreta. Person did not bring Korban Pesach and Pesach Yishon veNichreta. He gets karet. Now, when it says Ki Korban. Hashem, he doesn't learn the key as if introducing a new case. He learns it as because. Key is a very versatile word, the Gemara says. Key, you can learn it in four different ways. In this case, he's learning it as because. Meaning the Pasuk is just explaining. The reason why he's going to get karet for not bringing Pesach Rishon ki korban Hashem wa kibbe mo'ado because he didn't bring the korban at the right time finish and therefore there's only karet on Pesach Rishon deha ki the word ki lashon deha it is deha because and therefore read the Pasuk like this v'achi kama rachmana deha korban Hashem lo ekribe mo'ado barishon since he did not bring the korban barishon therefore He's going to get karet just for Pesach Rishon. Now we have a problem. Because according to Rabbi Natan, the Pasuk is redundant. Why? Because the Pasuk says, if he doesn't bring the Korban Pesach, he's going to get Venechreta. Why? Because he didn't bring the Korban on Pesach Rishon. Chet'o Yisah. Well, you told me already, Chet'o Yisah. You told me already, he's getting karet. What do you have to tell me? Chet'o Yisah. What do you have to tell to me twice? So the Gemara says, Hai Chet'o Yisah. What is the with Chet'o Yisah? So therefore, I'll tell the outside that I'm with the inside. He says like this. Chet'o Yisah is referring to Pesach Rishon according to him. And it's talking about Pesach Rishon, if you don't bring it, you get karet. Now, he holds that when the Torah talks about the Megadef, Megadef is not a Mekalev Hashem. He learns a Megadef is somebody that praises idolatry. Okay, so we know, a Megadef gets karet, that's a clear pasuk. But I got another pasuk on a Mekalev Hashem. What does the pasuk say, Mekalev Hashem? Pasuk says, V'ishki yikalel et Eloab v'nasachet o. I don't know what punishment that is. Oh, so I'll go back to Pesach. And I'll tell you the punishment of a Mekalel is Karet. Which means in this case, Mekalel is my unknown. 
and my known is Pesach. And therefore, I'll learn my unknown from my known and make a gizinat and say, just like Pesach, you get karet, so to the mekalel, you also get karet. That's the way I learn. I'm going to read it inside. The hai, hai peto yisa may avidle, kasabar megadef lavainu bevarechet Hashem. He holds that when it says, Megadef, that you get karet in the Torah, that's not a Megadef Hashem, it's not, it's not somebody that's Megadef. There's a Megadef and there's a Megadef. Well, the Megadef, we know the Torah clearly says you get karet. By the Megadef, it just says, Heto Yisa. Oh, Begamar, Hai Heto Deata, Hai Heto Deata. I learned the unknown of the Megadef to the known of Pesach. Ma'acha karet, just like Pesach's karet. Afatam karet. So that's the proof of. Rabbi Natan, I go to the third opinion. The Rav Hananya ben Akavya Sabar, says like this: The Hadam la'asota pesa, a person refrained from bringing korban pesa, the nechreta. Now, how does he learn the word ki? He learns the word ki also as if, meaning the pasuk is going to say like this: When is a person going to get karet if he doesn't bring pesa rishon? Only if he doesn't bring it as well on Pesach Sheri. So therefore, according to him, the only way you get courage got to be Mizid on both. So the Pesach is really saying like this. If a person did not bring on Pesach Rishon, when? Only if, key, if he does not bring also on Pesach Sheri. Then you will get karet on the first Pesach. Now, according to him also, what does it mean? Het o Yisa. Het o Yisa is also extra. Het o Yisa may avid le. Kid Amram. He'll do the same thing that he'll be attended with it. The Het o Yisa teach me that a Mekalel gets karet. Because Mekalel, according to him, is not a Mekadet. It's what's unknown. Therefore, Mekadet teach me Mekalel gets karet. Good. Hilkach. Now the Gemara uh, summarizes all the opinions for us and says like this if let's say you were mezid on both according to all three opinions you're going to get a karet but if you're shogeg on both everybody holds you're patur you can't get a karet on a shogeg well, let's figure it out ourselves. He was a Hezid on the first one and not on the second. Well, according to the B, obviously you're going to get Karet. And furthermore, according to the B Natan, that's the main person, you're also going to get Karet as well. So the Gemara says, Let it be, Ul Rabbi Natan, Patur. But according to Rabbi Hanabek, you're going to be Patur. Why? Because on the second person, you were Shogek. And therefore, the second person makes up the first one. Since you weren't a Mezid on the second, you're not going to be Hayab. That's the first case. Now, Shagad Barishon Behezid Bashiri. You're a Shagig on the first one, Hezid on the second one. According to the B, Hayab. The B's rule is, you're always going to be Hayab on any Mezid. Okay, the Gemara says, let it be Hayab. Good. According to the B, Natan will be Hanilab and Akabiyah Patur. Why? According to Rabbi Natan, we understand because you only have karet in the first one. According to Rabbi on both. So therefore, this little last piece of the Gemara is a summary of all the shitot. And now we move on to the next Mishnah. And the Mishnah says, Ezuhi derech lechoka. Now we want to know distance. You tell me a fellow is far away that he couldn't bring the Qurban Pesach. How far was he? What's considered far that we give him a dispensation to bring Pesach Sheni? Gemara Mishnah says, Mina From the city of Modi'in and beyond. That's the cutoff point. If a person is uh, at the time of the uh, Qurban Pesach, which starts at 12 o'clock, let's say in the afternoon, Chatzot, that's when Qurban Pesach technically can be brought. So if a person is at Mudi'in at 12 o'clock when the Qur'an Pesach is about to be brought, that already is considered too far, and therefore he's exempt, he can bring a Pesach Sheni. Now, for that matter, it's not Mudi'in is only one direction. But take the distance of, from Yerushalayim to Mudi'in in any direction. Let's say for argument's sake, the Gebarah is going to say it's 15 mil. 
50 mil? Okay, so it's 50 mil to any direction from Yerushalayim. That's considered derech rechoka. Devre Rabbi. Sorry, Devre Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Al-Azhar Omer, Me'eskupat Azra Ulchutz. He says, person can be actually very close. But so long as he's outside the threshold of the Azara, the Beit HaMikdash, this is considered Bederich Rechoka. Again, let's read the Rabbi Azar Shita. Rabbi Azar Omer, Me'eskupat Azara Ulchutz. Outside the threshold of the courtyard of the Beit HaMikdash, if you're outside that threshold at the time of the Qurban, already, which is relatively very close, but he considers it already, a guy there is going to be exempt, he can bring Pesach Sheni. Ahmad Rabbi Yoseh, Rabbi Yoseh concurs with this opinion, and he says, Lefichach nakud an he. If you look at the Torah, when it says, Derech Rehoka, on the he of Rehoka, there's a dot on top of it. In the second Torah, there's a dot on top. Now we have a tradition that says, whenever you have a dot on top of a letter, it comes to restrict the word. It comes to limit the word. As if the Torah is saying, Don't take it so far. There's a dot on the head to teach you. It's not so far. We're restricting the word. It's actually quite close. So long as you're not in the, the outside the threshold of the Azara, you're considered already doesn't mean that you have to be conclusively far even if it's just from the eskupat of the azara and beyond it's considered of course the Gemara will analyze this opinion as well and we begin the Gemara Amar Ula from Mudi'im to Yerushalayim is 15 mil now let's try to understand that in our terminology. A meal is 2,000 amot. Each ammah, for argument's sake, is about two feet. So technically, one meal would be about 4,000 feet, which is less than a mile. So 15 meal can be anywhere between, let's say, 10 and 12 miles. That's the uh, uh, distance that we're saying. 15 mil. Now, now let's analyze why did he choose that to be the distance. Where did he get 15 mil to be considered derech rehoka? So he says, Sabar la kihad amar abar barhana amar miyuhanan. Kama mehalach adam bayom. How much can a person walk, walk a day? What do you mean by day? Day means from sunrise to sunset. Person walking, non-stop. How much can he work? Walk. Asara parsaot. Ten parsaot. Now each parsa is four mil. So technically a person could walk 40 mil a day. Ten parsaot, each parsa is four mil. Ten times four, 40 mil a day. Now, me'alot ashahar ve'ada netzahama yeah. This is only turned from sunrise to sunset. But how much can a person walk from dawn to sunrise? Before sunrise, dawn to sunrise. So the Gebarah says, person could walk five mil. You can walk five mil from dawn to sunrise. Furthermore, you could walk from sunset till the stars come out. You could walk another five. So now you're left with 30 mil. Which means, uh, if we said that a person could walk between sunrise and sunset, 40 mil, right? Now subtract 10, because you can actually make up 5 before sunrise and 5 after sunset. So therefore all you have technically is 30 mil uh, left, right? Split it up. 15 from sunrise to midday, and 15 from midday until sunset. Therefore, from sunrise to midday, how far, is it, how far are you going to walk? 15 mil. Now, from midday until uh, sunset, how far are you going to walk? 15 mil. 
perfect. Now when do we bring the Korban Pesach? Midday. Midday until sunset. Because you can't sprinkle the blood after sunset. So therefore, very good. That's where we got the 15 meal from. Because if a person is 15 meal away, that's the maximum he could walk in that amount of time. If he's 15 meal away, he's not going to get there. More than 50, you're not going to get there. So therefore the cutoff point is 50 mil. Let's review the mathematics over here. Person walks 40 mil a day. Now let's break it down. He can walk 5 from dawn to sunrise. He can walk 5 from sunset to the stars. So that's 10 of them. You have 30 left. How do you split the 30 from sunrise to sunset? 15 from sunrise to midday. 15 from midday to sunset. Beautiful. So therefore if a person's 15 mil away, at at midday, so therefore you can only walk up to 15. More than 15 is not going to get there. So therefore, if you're 15 or more away, you consider bederech lechoka. You're not going to get the the rishalai because you can't walk more than that. And therefore, you're going to be patur from the shon. You'll bring sheni. So the Gemara says, Uda le Uda is following his reasoning. The Amar Uda is he derech lechoka? Because sheni yacholi kanes b'shat shechita. Uh-huh. She's according to him, Derek Rehoka means you're not going to be able to get there when they're slaughtering. Meaning they're slaughtering from noon until sunset. If you cannot make it there for any of the story, even though you can make it there for the eating, which means bottom line, this guy's going to get there at night. He'll be there for the time of the eating. That's not good for Ola. Consider Derek Rehoka already, you're exempt if you're not going to be there at the time of the Shaita, even if you'll be there for the time of the eating. Now, Amar Mor, the Gibra says, Side question. How do you know that from dawn till sunrise is five meal? Who told you that? Who told you that a person could walk from dawn to sunrise five meal? So the Gibra says, It says the dawn broke. This was in the story of Sedom. When the angels came to save Lot from Sedom. It says they came at dawn. So the Malachim came and they forced out uh, Lot, right? And then it says, Then the sun rose. Uh, so we have this, this exact uh, frame that we want. Dawn until sunrise. And what does it say? The Lot ba Tsara. And Lot got to the city of Tsara. Now, the Amar of Harina, but Harina said, Lididi Haziliyahu Atra. I saw this place, which means I know the distance between Sedom and Su'ad, Vahabya Hameshit Milin. And it's exactly five mil. Therefore, you could assume that what? From dawn until sunrise, it's a distance of five mil. In any event, that is the opinion of that says so long as a person is 15 meal or more away from from, from midday already right? he's 15 meal away from Yerushalayim he's considered if he was 14 meal away he's okay because he'll get there right before sunset and they're still able to so he would not have the dispensation of Pesach Shein he would have to bring on Pesach Rishon if he's 15 or more we say, you're too far, you're able to bring Pesach Sheni. Baruch Amen, Amen.